At Ball State University, we take great pride in our commitment to our friends and our neighbors in the community. We share this commitment with local partners, including the YMCA of Muncie. Together, our university and the YMCA, we are enhancing the social vitality of our city through strategic partnerships that foster child development and community wellness. I'm Ball State President Jeff Mearns, and this is Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp, when you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. I'm Sam Scheib. And I'm Logan Salzbrenner. The YMCA of Muncie is planning to open a new facility near Muncie Central High School. Planners hope that the move will put it even more at the center of the community and create a sense of unity. Cameron Tomlinson discovered how they plan to accomplish community building through a new YMCA. A buzzer sounds and the lock of the front wooden door is unlatched. Once inside, guests are greeted with a warm welcome at the downtown YWCA. Around the corner is Chief Executive Officer Watasha Barnes-Griffin's office. Barnes-Griffin is a board member for the planning of the new YMCA facility. And we hope that this new location will be a, a meeting space, a, a coming together of communities, right? Um, the university being able to know that there is um, a place downtown that is for them. Barnes-Griffin says the planning committee has been intentional about integrating the voice of the people of Muncie into the building's design. Again, to partner and collaborate. I think it's, it'll just be a benefit to, to all involved. AVP of Planning and Management at Ball State, James Lowe, also serves on the board for the new facility. Lowe says Ball State needs a new swimming facility, and it's the perfect chance to connect the Y, the university, and Muncie Community Schools. But by building this new facility with a swimming pool that can accommodate both needs, we can collaborate on one facility and serve both needs. Lowe says there are a lot of hands involved in building the new facility, which helps make sure everyone's voices are heard. We've got a lot of entities working together in Muncie. I mean, from the Y facilities to Ball State University to the Muncie Community Schools to IUBMH, there is a lot of collaboration going on right now in Muncie, Indiana. So. The future looks really good for those working together to make our community even better. Cameron Tomlinson, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Chad Zoucha, the president and CEO of the Muncie YMCA. Chad, tell us what factors led to choosing the location for the new YMCA. Sure. Over the past three or four years, we've collected a considerable amount of data to inform decision making. And one of the things that we did was a, a, a marketing and membership study. And what that study told us was that uh, if we're going to locate a new YMCA, it needs to be in the heart of community, in the downtown core, and assist with economic development, quality of place, quality of life um, in that area, in that region, to help strengthen um, our community as a whole. Uh, and we know in that location, people feel comfortable gathering there uh, from all walks of life, from all areas of the community, 
therefore allowing us to serve more people in that location than we can with multiple locations spread throughout the community. And with this new location, how does it plan to strengthen the partnership with Muncie Schools? Absolutely. I think, you know, you're probably aware that we have a deep, meaningful partnership with Muncie Community Schools currently. We provide before and after school programs through five of the six elementary schools in the school corporation. And the focus there is really around third grade reading and math. And we are working with Muncie Schools in that realm from a cradle to career pathway. And by locating a new YMCA on Muncie Central's campus, that essentially allows us to have a continuum of youth development services on one campus. This new YMCA promises resources and support for families. What will that look like? Well, right now we serve people from birth to infinity. <laughs> so a lot does not change in that aspect. It just allows us to do it more efficient and more effective um, in a spot where people feel comfortable gathering in the community. We hope this is a third place, if you will, uh, where people come together. Um, Muncie's front porch or uh, Muncie's living room where we can bring people from all walks of life together uh, and, as you mentioned, cre create that sense of unity and togetherness for our community. What sorts of resources are available to families at the moment? Well, as I mentioned, you know, we kind of serve that gamut, you know, that, that range from, from birth to affinity. So I think we hope that there's, there's something for everyone. Um, and there's power to partnership. Um, so in this instance, you know, I think we always had that gap where, you know, we're really good at serving kids from birth to 12 years old, 13 years old. But when they hit the teen years, we have a gap there. Um, and I think that the location provides us an opportunity to serve that demographic, that age demographic, um, better than we've ever had in the past. And, you know, if you look at an opportunity to prepare youth to be productive citizens in the future, whether that's through civic engagement or youth in government programs, or why not have high school students, their first job, their first experience be at the YMCA, whether that's in customer service or as a lifeguard providing safety around water uh, or a number of different areas around youth development or mentorship programs. And with those resources, President Martins, to you, how do you think this new location and those resources could affect the university? And also, do you think that the campus will be giving any resources to help it? Well, I think it plays a direct role in the relationship that we have with the Muncie Community Schools, the topic that you were just talking about. When we took on that responsibility nearly four years ago, we uh, shared with the General Assembly and really shared with the parents and families that to be successful in that partnership with the Muncie Community Schools, it was not enough for us to improve the student experience in the classroom from August to May, five days a week, that we needed to provide wraparound services for those students throughout the year and on weekends and afternoons. So the YMCA is playing a crucial part in helping us to convene a community uh, partnership to engage and, and, and catalyze a community partnership. So the location, frankly, when we, when we set out on this, we never envisioned that the YMCA would consolidate right downtown, uh, right on the campus of Muncie Central. So uh, it's a great example of, of that partnership. And of course, as Muncie continues to grow and prosper, that certainly has a, a positive impact on our campus community as well. Yes, of course. And aside from the university, how do you think that this program will affect not only other locations, but also other programs throughout Muncie? Sure. So I think most of the core programs that, that we have in place now, we plan to continue. But, you know, we kind of serve in three areas of focus, youth development, healthy living and social responsibility, because we know that we need to focus in those areas if we're going to have a strong community. So 
Um, and I, I mentioned before, there's power and partnerships. Um, everything doesn't necessarily need to be under one roof in one location. We can partner with others throughout the community to provide services and programs to those in most need. And you know, the YMCA has been around for 146 years in Muncie, and we've continued to adapt and adjust. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be here, or we wouldn't be relevant uh, for that time period. So that's what we plan to do going forward, and we wanna make sure we're building flexible, welcoming, open, vibrant spaces where people can come together, and those spaces flex in order to adjust and adapt to community needs going forward. And you, you mentioned continuation of certain programs, but how else will this new center compensate for the closures of the other centers? Well, you're taking probably 140,000 square feet and you're consolidating that into approximately 65 to 70,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna look a little bit different, but the facilities that we had were depreciated, uh, aged and, and really not designed to how we serve the community today. So um, I don't think that there will be a loss in the programs and services that we provide. I think we'll be able to operate differently, more efficiently, and in turn be able to serve more people than we ever have before. And speaking of changes with the new closure, workforce-wise, how many jobs will be moving to the new center and how many new jobs are gonna be open through it? Absolutely, that's a great question. We're still trying to get our arms around what that looks like and kind of have a framework for what additional programs and services we may have, but right now we think we're staffed, at least from a full-time basis, to meet and uh, serve in that capacity and that consolidation. Um, so we don't think that there's necessarily gonna be any, any type of loss there from a full-time standpoint. More or less impact would be around part-time because we just don't need as many people touching things as we do now in three membership locations. So that's where some of the efficiencies and uh, will come into play and in that you know we'll be able to essentially lower our costs, but we'll take um, you know, the cost savings and then be able to do outreach programs such as anti-hunger or more childcare elements outward in the community than, that we have not been able to do because you know, we've been kind of hamstrung by the overhead and occupancy costs that we've experienced. And to you, President Mearns, with all those new jobs and maybe some new fluctuations, do you think that students from Ball State University will have a new immersive plan that maybe they could take part at the YMCA? We certainly hope that will be the case. And again, that's again the benefit of the partnership. And I know a little later in the program, we're going to talk very specifically about how our students are engaged in an important partnership with the Y. But uh, I do hope there will be opportunities for our students to take advantage and both enjoy the services, maybe become members of the Y, but also uh, serve as maybe as part-time employees. Um, and, and what's important about this, and I know Chad's gonna maybe speak about it, is we need the community to provide financial support for the design and construction of this new building. And Chad is leading an initiative to help raise those critical resources. They've already have, have had good success, uh, but it's very important if people out in the community uh, appreciate and, and share this vision, that they'll join with us in supporting this, uh, this new initiative. Of course, thank you so much, Chad. In early 2018, Ball State's Child Study Center and YMCA of Muncie's Apple Tree Child Development Center merged in an effort to expand and provide more service to Muncie families. The result was the Mitchell Early Childhood and Family Center, a new partnership to provide educational and immersive opportunities to students of all ages. Taylor Smith visited the center to see how that partnership is helping Muncie children. Between the cubbyholes and art projects lining the hallways of the Mitchell Early Childhood and Family Center stand doorways to opportunity, and Director of Youth Development Jeanette Stanley knows the name of every student in every classroom. 
Mitchell is just so welcoming to everyone who walks through the door. Everyone knows each other's names. And I would say the biggest takeaway is that we're really following the children's interests when we're planning um, curriculum so that they can get the best education. Um, In addition to planning curriculum to best suit children's needs, the center also considered the overall environment of the school while renovating its building on Purdue Avenue. Rather than bright and striking colors, Mitchell's classrooms are decorated with colors and objects children are likely familiar with seeing in their own homes. That's why we had the, the wood floors put in, the soft paints of the colors. We really follow the Reggio style approach, which um, comes from over from Italy, which really is child-led and family engagement and creating this classroom culture. The Mitchell Early Childhood and Family Center also encourages creativity through its atelier, where student art projects are displayed, and movement by taking students to the gym or outside to explore nature. The center also currently hosts 60 lab students and 12 practicum students from Ball State, which is where Olivia Lee, lead teacher in classroom 122, started her early childhood education career. I started out, like I said, as a student, and that's where I learned to become the teacher. Because of the Mitchell Early Childhood and Family Center's partnership with both Ball State and the YMCA, Stanley says they have been able to outreach to more than just Ball State students, which is beneficial in providing more opportunities for a broader group of people. So I feel like we have not only a great partnership with Ball State and the students, but now we've created this great relationship with the neighborhood as well. Taylor Smith, Cardinal Compass. Joining us is Jennifer Young, the campus liaison for the Mitchell Early Childhood and Family Center. Jennifer, this new center was developed through a partnership with Ball State. What was the catalyst for the partnership to develop the new center? The center was developed in 2019. We started, we opened our building then. Um, it was the, as you said, came together the Apple Tree Child Development Center um, that was operated by the YMCA and the Ball State Child Studies Center. Uh, we found that um, Ball State University had a building, uh, which was the um, was the Mitchell Center that was um, acquired um, by Ball State University from the Muncie Community Schools. Um, the Child Studies Center was operated as a lab school at Ball State University, which was a, a very small program, and the Apple Tree Child Development Center was just operated by the YMCA. They had a, a wonderful program that was in need of a new building. Their building needed a lot of renovation, which would um, cost a great deal of money. Um, and the Ball State University Child Studies Center was a, um, was a pretty effective program, but really small. We just had three classrooms. And so um, we kind of came together with a, the help of a, a, a community member that said, hey, why don't we solve this problem that all three unit, uh, uh, units have by coming together and being in this new building together and we, you know, however that comes together and we started a new program and it's been absolutely fabulous. Yeah, so, and, and if I can rewind the tape maybe just a little further back. So this is a classic example of a truly a win-win-win. So we acquired the building from the Muncie Community Schools back in late 20, 2017, early 2018. And at that time, uh, prior to the university's acquisition, the school district had closed that school and there was some concept about possibly turning it into single family homes or townhouses. And the residents in the neighborhood around Mitchell were very much opposed to that idea. So when we acquired it, we heard loud and clear that they wanted that to be an educational resource in the neighborhood. So we acquired the building without a specific plan. And then as Jennifer said, the Y approached us. They needed a new facility. Our own child, uh, early childhood center needed a new facility. So we came up with the resources to renovate the old Mitchell Elementary School into this child care center, which benefits the Y, 
benefits the neighbors, benefits the university and our students and the children who participate in our program, and benefits the neighborhood. As I say, uh, a truly a win-win-win. Now, how has the new center helped the children involved? What resources have been made available to them? We now have a high-quality child care facility for the um, children and families in our community. Uh, we've brought together, um, as President Murray said, we've brought together um, these two programs um, that have a 30-year history of serving our community, um, and the uh, quality of care is 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 incredible for uh, for our community. It is a, a lab school that we've brought in the university resources, so students have the opportunity to engage with the children at the center. Um, the facility itself is a, a very high-quality facility. The university has renovated it from an elementary school building to make it appropriate for um, the early care and education that's provided for the children there. They, um, the facility itself um, offers um, art rooms, um, indoor play spaces for the children, um, outdoor playground um, facility. Um, it has um, a nature preschool program. The facility serves um, children uh, from families of all income ranges. Um, the facility is um, serves the community, um, has uh, wonderful opportunities for, for, the, for the community. And we saw on your website that you have an inclusivity statement saying anyone can be involved in the center, regardless of race, age, sex, religion, or disability. How do you honor that statement, and does it go case by case? I do want to clarify that that statement is specifically for the enrollment of families. Um, so we have families there that are multilingual. We serve families that are deaf. We have families that are on, um, that are full paying families, as I said, that serve a wide range of socioeconomic status families. We have families that are on assistance. And then the wonderful thing about um, the YMCA is that they do offer a sliding fee scale for families that are unable to pay the full fee and yet do not qualify for assistance. Another um, aspect of the center is that because we do serve students who are there, uh, they do they are required as part of the licensing requirement to have a criminal history background check, and they, they are required to have a drug screen. So I do want to clarify that there are requirements for students to be part of the center. And all of those ideas do fall under the Beneficence Pledge for Ball State University. President Mearns, when making this partnership, were those some of the ideals you wanted to hold on to? Yes, and so, you know, Beneficence really speaks to, at its, at its core, about doing good for others. And again, this early childhood center, what better representation of doing good than giving young children an opportunity to grow and learn so that they're prepared when they enroll in school as kindergartners and, and, a, and an environment and a, and a community center that supports that neighborhood as well. So I'm very proud of the work that Jennifer and Chad at the Y have done there. It really, as I say, when, when we acquired that building, we didn't really have a sense of what we could do with it and they've, termed, they've turned a wonderful building into a great place for our children. Uh, your website also says that all members of the Mitchell Center enrolled full-time get a free membership. How much does it cost for a family to enroll uh, full-time? And does that membership just apply to one person in the family or the entire family for free? So the range of costs, depending on the age of the child, is um, for full-paying families is between $200 and $260 a week. And the membership that is offered through the YMCA, that's a free membership that the YMCA offers, is for the entire family. 
And let's switch back to the Ball State Partnership. We saw that student teachers will also be involved at the center. And will those teachers be coming from Ball State or will they also be coming from somewhere else? I think they're primarily Ball State students, but Jennifer, you probably can answer that better. The students are primarily from uh, Ball State. The partnership um, that we have between the university and the, um, the YMCA allows for our students to be enrolled in coursework there at the, um, at the Mitchell Center. So several courses are actually taught there at the facility. One of the rooms at the facility is a Ball State classroom. The um, students who participate there um, are, however, also from um, other um, uh, educational places. So we have partnered, the um, Mitchell Center has partnered with the um, with Ivy Tech. We have Ivy Tech students there um, and, um, and recently working on establishing a partnership with the Muncie Area Career Center. Awesome. And what support in terms of faculty and numbers is Ball State offering? Jennifer? Um, I believe that may have to do with the um, support for um, there's uh, research that I believe that um, faculty um, also are coming over to um, participate um, at the center. Um, we, that was affected by COVID, uh, but we tried to be a bit creative uh, during that time. We used um, cameras uh, via Zoom to participate. We do encourage um, as much as possible uh, for there to be engagement um, all across the, um, or inside the uh, facility. Um, but of course, um, our primary aim is to keep um, uh, children safe in the facility. Well, Jennifer, thank you. That's all we have time for, for that part of the discussion. And now President Mearns will turn it over to you to give one final minute for your reflection on today's conversation. Well, Logan and Sam, I wanna thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this. Um, when my wife Jennifer and I, when we came to Ball State nearly five years ago, we were very much hoping that we would be able to use the platform here at Ball State to engage and support our community partners. And what we had an opportunity to talk about today is truly the representation of that vision. Uh, Jennifer and I, we talked about the way the university working in partnership with the Y or with the schools, uh, that by through those partnerships, we'd all be better together. And this, this program that we talked about particularly uh, here at the Mitchell Early Childhood Center is a manifestation about how we all are truly better together. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much, President Mearns. I'm Logan Salzrenner. And I'm Sam Scheip. Make sure you join us next time for Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Jed Zweigel. Audio engineering by Andrew Yeoman. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Media, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.